So I just talking to All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we've got Colleen, Nancy, Sarah, and myself, and we are going to be discussing as firsthand as possible ghost stories. If we talk about some, you know, other ones that we know about, or maybe even the history of ghosts and that kind of thing, that's fine, too. So, uh, who wants to kick it off? Who's... We, we know Nancy sometimes needs a minute to get going, just in case someone shows up, you know. There's And they're always behind her. I don't know why they're behind you. When I was a kid, I was afraid of ghosts. I could have sworn I seen some, but I also had a lot of brain problems then, too. I had brain meningitis as a kid, and I probably shouldn't be able to do a lot of the things I do. Anyway, um, but... Also, growing up in the 80s and 90s, the Ghostbusters were a huge influence and everything related to that because there was two versions of the Ghostbusters. You had the real Ghostbusters and then you had the other one by the other network. I can't remember which one was which. But anyways, um, so when I would go to bed, the only thing that helped me calm my mind is, well, my dad has guns, even though they're not proton packs maybe they'll be enough to scare the ghosts away so that was enough to let me go to sleep thoughts i i had um growing up i always saw shadow people that was something that was very completely um (coughs) was there every waking moment and i just learned very early uh not to pay them any attention that did not lead to good things um it was just something that I accepted that there were things around us. Um, most of the time it was good experiences. The shadow people were uh, not, but the interesting thing is, is I never could stand to sleep with my door open. I always had to have it closed. Um, and I weirdly enough, always liked my closet to be, open see my closet i hate the fact that i have no door on my closet because closets are portals to hell and they need to be closed and for me it was if the closet door was closed it allowed things to happen in the closet Don't laugh at me nancy just because the closet's not clean doesn't mean it's a portal <laughs> to hell okay that's true and it, okay it's unsightly for sure but i always just assume that that's where they come out of so are we going to talk about the difference between spirits and shadow people? Because there are differences. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can totally talk about that. Um, because I've never had any experiences really with shadow people, but there's been a lot with spirit. It might um, be that you wouldn't see shadow people because they're more in focus, so they're not shadows anymore. Well, maybe. Um, you know, they might just blend in with the other spirits, you know what I'm saying? But I do see them all, like, I, I do see, so I do see, like, you know, the wisps, um, or the auras, or the orbs. Um, I have seen actual, uh, what do you, like, a full-fledged apparition. apparition. Um, I have seen a shadow of somebody passing through. But when you talk about shadow people, <coughs> to me, that is more of the dark end, where when we talk about spirit, it's more so just people that are visiting yeah that's kind of the way i look at it if that makes sense yeah and and i don't i definitely do not count shadow people as ghosts or spirits there's something something else um they're they're a different thing they're a different thing that's that's not part of the ghost story it's just something that 
uh it's just kind of background it's like yeah i've always seen them um the ghosts were like like ghost spirits whatever were something different but it can be because i mean if we're talking about things for halloween yeah spirit people are or spirit people shadow people are scary and they oh, yeah. are nefarious they have nefarious intentions and so have, i mean it counts in my opinion yeah and, and i've i've no idea what shadow people actually are all i know is that they are something that definitely don't want to mess with uh you know i learned early that if I actually looked at them or paid them any attention, they stalked me and caused a lot of problems, a lot of fear, issues, you name it. Uh, and then I learned over time to really disregard them as much as possible. Uh, you learn not to see them. But uh, but as for, you know, spirits and, and other encounters, had, I've had those over time. Some Most of them were kind of fun and funny over the years. Um you know, and I don't know if we want to go into some of those. Um, yeah, we will. So. So after my grandmother passed um, back in 05, I had some experiences with her that were not bad. Like, obviously not bad. It was my grandmother, right? She's got no harm. Um, I remember I was sleeping. I got home from work. Adam was out of the house and his dog and I were sleeping in my bed. The air conditioner was on, but not running at the time. And. I felt a cold breeze. I felt something sit on my bed and then the scent, there's a specific scent to my grandmother that no matter what I've done, I could never duplicate. And then all of a sudden I smelt it and Maddie, our basset hound, all of a sudden her head just popped up and she looked at the spot where I felt the bed sit, like bed, the, the dent in the bed happen. And then we both just kind of went back to sleep. We realized it was my grandmother. She was there. And that was not the first time, but there was a last time. That's actually funny because I've had the same experience. Mm -hmm. So after my, like when I separated from my um, ex-husband and I moved back home, um, I mean, you go go through some things, right? So yeah. uh, I was laying in bed one night and it was the same similar thing where I was, it was in between that wake, the sleep, the wake sleep moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I heard this shuffle and I smelt the smell of my grandma mm -hmm. and, um, and then I felt like a hand on the bed. You know when old people sit, it like they they slowly sit, and then you, then they kind of like make it halfway and then thump. Yeah. And so yep. that's basically like that's I how felt I the, sit. I felt the hands on the bed, and then and then I'm like I was waiting, and then all of a sudden it was like this thump that sit on the bed, and I was like, <clears throat> oh. And then the, I got a pat on my leg, and I heard everything is going to be okay, and then that was it. Yeah. But that's the only experience I've had with my grandma. The last experience I had with my grandmother was in the hospital right after River was born. And because I was, I had a C-section, I was hooked up to a catheter, I wasn't, and I still was numb as fuck. <laughs> they had her at the nurse's station with her, and they she got fussy, so they brought her in to me around 2 a.m., 2, 2.30, something like that. And they we did skin to skin, and she calmed right down. And then I started falling asleep, and I'm like, oh, shit. I started panicking, like, oh, my God, what if I fall asleep and smother her between my boobs <laughs> or, like, smother her with the blanket? Because it's are February, the right? Yeah, these yeah. are the normal I mean, it's freaking February. It's a hundred. It's like the coldest freaking day of the year or in like a hundred and something years, 120 years. So, I mean, I was cold. So I was like, freak, what do I do? And I'm panicking. And I'm like, I'm not thinking clearly. I'm just, oh, my God, I don't want to hurt my kid. Like, and then all of a sudden I felt that 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 bed sitting down and I felt like this cold breeze kind of brush over my arm and smelt my grandmother. And then I'm like, Oh, call, use the call button. Oh. I use the call button and never again have I seen her. And I still think that her spirit is inside my daughter because there's some mannerisms oh, that yeah. kid does is my grandma. <clears throat> and some of the ways she looks at you is grandma. The fact that she can sing jingles to casino commercials is grandma. <laughs> You know, like, there's all these little things that just, it's her. And I think after that, my grandmother's like, no, I'm going to enter this body. And she entered my daughter, and that's where she's staying. And I think that's why my grandfather's spirit lingers around so much. Possibly. My my grandmother died when I was six, and um, my, my mom's mom. And not long after, my parents were out one night, and the babysitter was with me. And I was actually very sick. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the babysitter came in and asked me, where did you get that blanket? And I was covered with an old quilt. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't get out of bed. I was too sick. The babysitter didn't know where it was from. 
And this was actually a quilt that my grandmother had made that my mom kept in the bottom of the cedar chest and have no idea how it got on me. No idea. Even, even to this day. But my memory was that my grandmother came in and put it on me. And, and it, so to this day, I still believe my grandmother did it. It was, you know, my grandma came in, put it on me and there was no way the babysitter would have found it. My parents were out. I couldn't have gotten it, but there was that old quilt laying on top of me. And I remember my grandma putting it on me. So, you know, grandparents are amazing. They, they stick around with us, I think. Absolutely. They're amazing. What up? So, (laughs) it's not really a ghost story, but I'd like to think that his spirit was there. Uh, When I was midway through high school, my grandmother decided she was going to sell Grandpa's Cadillac. And it was a 68 or a 52 or something like that. It still had the... It had the... It had the... It had the fins on it. Um... Yeah, and I loved that car because it was unique. It had the fins on it. Cadillac was one of the ones to keep the fins actually the longest if you wanted the extra information. They might have even pioneered it. I don't know because the Ghostbuster car is a Cadillac as well. So, um, It's always back to the Ghostbusters, and it's Halloween time, baby. Get used to it. Um, so Grandma sold his car, and I was I was upset by it like that 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 hurt because I was hoping to have that car you know once things had been settled whatever wise so I tried to get over it it was a rough day a couple weeks go by and I'm down at the fall fair and there seems to be a oddly familiar Cadillac in the demolition derby and and I was pissed like absolutely pissed I felt like someone just like destroyed the best part of my grandfather i thought for a second you were going to say car show and i was going to say well that's fantastic but i guess not no no so before the first race that that car was in was over the driver had a heart attack and had to be uh taken to the hospital so that car never actually got smashed up in front of my eyes so for that i feel that grandpa's like no he's not watching the car go here you know, he, they can demo this car next weekend or whatever when he's not here. But yeah, so I don't know if it was karma. I don't know if it was like you know him watching over me. But I'd like to think it was him. Well, if your grandfather's causing heart attacks for strange people, that's, <laughs> that's quite the uh, the we're, magic. We're, we're Scottish and Irish. We don't give a fuck. I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, if we don't fuck around. You guys are vengeful. Um, what's that ticking? so with a lot of my ghost stories have to do with family but there was one and it's um not really a ghost story it's more like it was a dream and so the night before my mom's mom my grandma's wake i had a dream of this woman um and she had her back to me and she was in this brown kind of you know the 40 style button up dresses like a the, I guess you call them like a shirt dress yep. yep with like the tie she had that on and her hair was dark dark brown <coughs> and like pin curl and she was holding a baby and she was like you know playing with the baby and they turned around and smiled at me and I was like I woke up and I'm like all right whatever right dream is a dream and I'm standing there looking at all of the boards with all the pictures and there is a picture of this woman that I saw in my dream holding a baby same outfit same hair and everything and it was my grandma holding my, um, her oldest, so my Annie Pat, in this picture against, beside this car. And I was just like, and I've never seen this picture before in my life. I had never known what my grandma looked like. Sounds like you When she was in her 2030s, (laughs) right? So I'd never seen her like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I had seen wedding pictures, but it didn't click in. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of. Yeah, it sounds like you astral projected. Um, I've done that. I've actually done that twice, maybe three times. We're going to have to talk about that because I see a lot in my dreams. And uh, I Actually, funny, as you were talking, I was thinking about astral projection. And then that's maybe why you said it because I gave it to you. Okay. So one time um, when I was <laughs> one time at band camp, one time at Dollarama, no, um, I had a, a huge crush on this guy. Um, and I, like, 
it was like really strong crush. I don't know why he was much younger than me. Anyways, I had this younger dream sweater. where I had at this point I've never been to his house, didn't know where he lived, never been into his bedroom or nothing. I had this dream where we went to a Deftones concert and then he brought me back to his house and we were walking down the steps to the basement to where his room was. And in his room, it had like all these, like he had his, um, I guess it's like a Bowflex machine. And then they're like, there was like this weird square on the wall that had like a cabinet with orange glass and a light behind it. I mean, weird details. A couple weeks later, he's throwing a party at his house. We go to help him set up and stuff and go run and do like booze runs and snack runs and stuff. We go into the basement where his bedroom is, and I just stopped dead. I'm like, oh, my God. It was the exact way it was set up in that dream. The, even including that stupid, weird cabinet thing with the orange glass. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, fine. You know, I didn't say anything to him because that would freak him out, and he didn't know I had a crush on him. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then later I found out I astral projected to his room. And then, no, I didn't get any on me. And then one time our dog Dozer had been gone for a long time, like a long time and never at the house that we were at in Grinsby. And Libby was with us, but she was upstairs, not with me. And I reached over in my bed and I put my hand on something furry and it felt just like his fur. And I still f- could feel that long, f- dirty fur go through my fingers because he was kind of dirty, right? And I woke up and I had a little bit of dog hair on my hand that matched his, but he had been gone for like 10 years. You know, I'm like, <coughs> where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> and Peter and I talked about it. He said I astral projected to my dog. And actually in that one, I find... Like, for pets, I cannot tell you how many times that, like, my dog Pippin has come and laid down with me um, and can actually see the area on the bed where he's come up and you can see his indent. And when my dad was dying uh, and in the hospital, we actually could see the spot where he came and laid with my dad. Um, The indent on the pillow, everything. And, And my dad would reach out. And he'd be petting thin air, and he'd he said, "Well, Pippin's with him," and it was like it was as though he was petting a, a dog sitting right there, wow. and it was it was like it was just amazing. But he'd swear the dog was there, and it looked like the dog was there. Um, you know, I find that one like when you said about Dozer, it's it's like it's not just people. Um, no. So. Well. Uh, oddly enough, I didn't think we were going to get here in 17 minutes, but I was thinking about this one as well. Uh, I had a cat. Oh, this is one of the strongest spirits I know of. Um, my original cat after moving to Hamilton, uh, her name was Dora. Uh, I believe the original family did name her after Dora the Explorer because it was the thing at the time. <laughs> you know, kids will be kids. That's what they do. So Dora had passed away. She was 11 and she developed some rare disorder where her intestines decided they were going to tie themselves in a knot. And, you know, it was going to be several thousand dollars to have her, you know, operated on. And there was like a 75% chance it wasn't going to work anyway. Well, then what's really the point? So there was no point. It was time to say goodbye. So for, I'd say about a good solid three months, after she passed away, I still felt her jump up on the bed yeah, and lay down. Same. Even Sarah said, yep, the same. Um, you sometimes, you yeah, yeah, you would also feel her, you know, curl in behind your knees. And after a little bit, you know, that started to subside. I'm like, okay, she's moved on. Well, then my wedding day comes. And I went out. I you say my and not our. <laughs> well, well, Were you one of those grooms that was like, I would like things like this way. No. <laughs> I was more like, do whatever the hell you want. I had like four different shades of blue. It was like, I have to wear something fancy. Ew. Can I wear a hoodie? No, not until after. Okay. So I went out front to say goodbye to some guests. And I found a cat that looked exactly like Dora, right down to the T, striping and everything. And Dora was one of those rare breeds. She was like a... What they say she was uh, like a 
really fine haired uh orange striped cat yeah a lot of auburn she changed colors through the seasons too but every time you pet her you got a fistful of fur and it was always this super short hairs anyways um found that cat and it looked just like dora and i brought the cat back to our backyard and i said hey sarah look who i found and that broke sarah like right in half sarah started crying she literally thought i brought the cat back to life um but i'm not saying that cat hadn't been brought back to life because when you looked at this cat's eyes we ended up calling her canada because our wedding day is on canada day Oh, I said it right that time without stuttering. Yeah. Yeah, who knew? So, um... <laughs> Good job. High five. <laughs> when you look in a cat's eyes, they usually have this duh kind of look going on normally, but that's usually just a cat, or it's got a, like, jittery curiosity thing going on. But behind Canada's eyes, there was... It felt like there was a haze. Like, the unit was there, but just barely. Like, like there was no, there was no spark behind the eyes. It was like, it's it hard was, to say. Canada was amazing. Uh, on the day of your wedding, she went through all of the guests. She was around everybody. Everybody was amazed with her. It was as though she was, and I know what you mean by it was like, she wasn't fully there. It was almost as though she was in a different realm. She it was like she was watching us. She was there, but she was apart from us. The weird thing about her um, was is that yeah we have a lot of stray cats in our neighborhood because people just don't seem to give a shit about their animals. Um, we had never seen this cat in our neighborhood before that day, and then we kept her, and then we let her out because she was clearly an outside cat. Never saw her again, and and she never was- saw her again. But she was so involved with everybody at the wedding and, and just roamed around like she was a guest of honor. Well, um, she was ama- like she, she was the belle of the ball. That's the why wedding. I feel yeah. that cat was Dora brought back for a couple days. Yeah. And that's why there was nothing behind the eyes because yeah. this is just a quick shell that she's yeah. using to say goodbye. You know, I, I yeah. And the guests felt again. that way too. We all, we all felt yeah. that way too. It was like, Oh my God, this is Dora come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. We, Dora came back for yeah. the wedding and yeah. then she was gone forever. Yeah. And, and that's probably the strongest <laughs> spirit I know that has not only stuck around for a little bit after passing, but also later on still came to your wedding. Now that's a buddy. So I have never had an experience with an animal spirit oh we've had a couple but and i think that's because so i'm not one of those people that use their animals as children i know i know a lot of people do and i respect it (laughs) and i under and i respect and i understand it but i think it's just from like growing up in my house like we had dogs and we never had cats we always always had dogs obviously if if we had to choose between like our daughter and the cat we're not going to pick the to keep the cat you know what i'm saying like there is a separation. Yes. But it would be like next of kin feelings wise. See, my kids are like that. Oh. They have like <laughs> a crap load of animals at their dad's house and they like fall apart if something happens to them. And like, I'm sad. I had to give up my dog and my ex took the dog. Um, and I'm sad. I was sad that the dog was gone. But I was like, it's 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 a dog. And I think that's why I've never really had, I don't have that connection with animals. I like animals. Um, I can feel their feelings as well as people's, but I just don't have that connection. Yeah. Some people do. Some people don't. Right. So with, (laughs) here's a good story. So one night, Matt and I decided to get drunk with Kelly and I was making my um, chocolate martinis in the martini shaker. You make chocolate martini. I do. I make them really chocolatey too. Oh. So, anyways, where's that tonight? <laughs> I don't have any stuff to make them, or else I'd be totally up in that. I'd be like, you should have. T- I would hit up the store <laughs> next time. Um. Anyways, so we were all like, River was at my parents. We were sitting out on about right where we are now. Nobody was in the kitchen. We didn't have any animals anymore. And all of a sudden, we hear the the top because I actually always put the top back on the martini shaker. And it doesn't come off easily. 
Next thing we hear is pop, ding, 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 ding. We find the lid on the floor, like that little round lid that goes over the spout. We pick it up. We put it back on. Come back outside. Does it again. What the fuck is going on? And then we realized that this is something Kylo would do, our one cat that we got after Dora, who did not last very long. Unfortunately, he had almost the same problem as her, I think. Um, he was nine months when we had put him down. And um, so we're like, okay. So we tried it again, but this time we put the cap on upside down and it fell off again. And we're like, oh my gosh, what the hell? And of course, we're hammered. We're like so freaking hammered. That we did the, um, we did a bad thing. Drunken Ouija board. Drunken oh, Ouija board God. to contact our dead cat. Please, please tell me you've gotten rid of it. I can't figure out where it is yet. Jesus. I will get rid of it as soon as I find for it. For the love of fuck. But I also haven't gone out of my way to look for it either. So there's that. But yeah, our drunk cat, our drunk cat, our cat, we try to contact. <laughs> <laughs> we try to drunkenly contact our cat through a Ouija board. So, oops. No. So, so Nancy, did you want to take our Ouija board home with you? Fuck no. Fuck. Hell no. Now, That's a hard pass, man. The, hard pass. I'll, I'll take it on my way. I'll throw it over the bridge when I drive I'll across. Right back. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, you've got this Ouija board crawling back up the street. No. <laughs> ready to go yet. You hear the drums now, from Jermanji? <laughs> I guess as, as something different from the dead animals, there is one thing I did want to mention. There was a house I used to house sit for my cousin. This house, oh there was Sarah. House I, this one I've been dying to get into because this house was experienced. This, by the way, yeah, this house was insane. This house had something going on in it big time. The basement was evil. Uh, there is nothing else to put it. The Sarah, you chime in here. This we tried house, to use the hot tub one day because it was in the. They had a big hot tub in the basement. And we're like, oh, let's use the hot tub. We'll be fine. We yeah. got in there and we immediately sat down and it got running and we're like, nope. We got, we got out and we went upstairs we and we never went downstairs again. And most never. people who visit this house can't even go in the basement. The cats would sit at the top of the stairs and stare down in the basement and hiss. Yes. Something bad was in that basement. But upstairs was something else, was a prankster. And this prankster spirit, his favorite thing to do was to turn on the gas stove. Oh, and the and, security alarm. And the security alarm. Okay, and the security alarm was one of those old ones where it was a box and you had to turn the key. You had to turn the key. You had to turn a key. Yeah. So I would go to bed at night and the key would be with me in the bedroom. And Sarah and I would be sleeping. All of a sudden we'd wake up to the alarm blaring. And Sarah and I are both sound asleep. The key is in the alarm box at the front door. And it's like, oh no, hell no, hell no. And this would happen over and over again. And and finally, and, and the other, like this this spirit would constantly, constantly turn on the freaking gas stove. And would just turn the gas on. That was it. And finally one day I'm like, dude, you are going to kill me. Do you not understand that? When you do this, you are endangering my life. Like, you got to stop this. I get it. Do something else. Play with me some other way. But, like, like, <laughs> see, uh, yeah. wow. I'm like, I'm like, but yeah, this is, this is that dangerous. Goes, that goes right back to yeah. Ghostbusters yeah. with the ghost coming down and unzipping his pants and yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, you know, but I'm like, okay, I know you're, you're, you're having fun. You're not being mean. Yeah. But, so, when I explained to this, this spirit that, you know, what you're doing can hurt me. It actually stopped doing the 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 um, the gas stove. And when my my cousin came back came back from vacation later on, said, "I don't know what you did, but he's actually stopped doing it. You know, he's no longer turning on the stove on me." Because this was well known in the family that something was doing crap in the house because it was constant. This house was always having shit go on in it. It was unbelievable and sarah would come over and we would just be like it'd be like okay what's going to happen now like we'd be sitting in the living room which was separate from the family room with the tv we'd be sitting in the living room just talking and that alarm would go off right in front of us but there'd be nothing there like nothing visible it's like what the actual fuck yeah yeah you know it was bad but that basement you could feel it as you walk past the stairs you could just feel it oh yeah so i know i've talked to you about this before 
I don't know if I've talked about it on on one of our podcasts, but people that have experiences with spirit and ghosts and whatever, if you're sensitive, you will. If you well, I think if you believe it, honestly, because mm-hmm. if you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. But people that are sensitive will that we're almost like uh, a lighthouse mm-hmm. to the spirit world and so once they know they're like oh hey they can see me yeah. that's where you're gonna have your experiences because they know that they can see that you can yeah. see them and uh and it's intriguing yeah i have more of those show up when i've been drinking not because you're the the um you're yeah. Yeah. But like also you're you don't pay attention and that's when most things will happen. Yeah. Crazy times. I have a really scary one. Okay. I have a really scary one. So, um after my mom passed cuz she passed at home and we had ambulance and fire and people and all in our house. And so that night I put my kids to bed and Allie would start screaming and I'm going in and I'm like what 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 in the hell is going on? And she, Grandma, she's there. She's screaming at me. She's mad at me. And I was like, well, honey, I don't think Grandma's mad at you and screaming. I think it's, you know, maybe just a bit of trauma or whatnot. And then um, none of them would go into the my mom's bedroom or, or into the bathroom. So I went in there the one day and I was like, okay, everybody was at school. I'm like, I shut the doors and I opened the window and I was like, okay, something is here. You're scaring people. I don't know what you are, but you need to leave. And all of a sudden I saw, and so this, the thing that makes me think of it is in Beetlejuice, when the people see them and they see what they look like with like the long and the teeth, the long face and the, that's what I saw was this mouth of teeth. But the woman had dark hair like my mom and was about the same build as my mom, not as tall. And I knew it wasn't my mom. Um, But, uh, and she was screaming and yelling and, you know, I got to find my kid. And she was just, and I I was like, you got to get out. And so I could not get this woman out of the spirit out of the house. So my cousin comes over and she explained that I had seen a spirit. Um, I had been shown what they actually look like, not necessarily what they show us, us what we yeah. see, because they would show they show you what in order to. Sh- they show you what they th- think that you think they would look like yes yeah and that so you wouldn't be scared because this was fucking scary and i don't get scared easily this was scary and so it had come she she went in there and and this woman had been in an accident and she had died in the ambulance that came to my house oh and so she was attached to one of the paramedics trying to find her children and so she was, um, look, she was talking to my kids, <coughs> thinking they were her kids in the conversation that my cousin had had with the spirit. Um, and then once we, once she was able to like, no, this isn't your house. These aren't your children. And so like she did the saging, we opened the front door and out, out she went. But I, had ne- I, to this day, I have never seen a spirit present that way. Wow. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard of this one story. I don't know how true it is because I can't remember if it was in like, you know, something that was just done for Hollywood. But it was about this uh, woman. And every time she moved, the same ghost would be following her and messing with her and pulling things off the shelf and throwing them across the room and smashing them on the floor. And if so it. That it, takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And if it was breakable, it was getting broken. And eventually it led to uh, the divorce between, well, her and her husband, obviously. Uh, well, not obviously, but anyway. Um, and a little bit of time went by and things calmed down for her. The ghost kind of went away. And then she got a new boyfriend and it started up again. So then... Uh, she went for studies and tests and stuff like that. And it turned out that she wasn't being followed by a ghost, but she was telekinetic. And when she got stressed out, that's when she would mentally start throwing things off the wall and stuff like that. 
So instead of it being a ghost, it was her freaking out so strongly mentally that she was breaking shit around her. It could be, but it's an interesting story. You know? Um, I work securing and building um, like a condo and we have a we have a lot of elderly population and um, one of these one of this guy um, super sweet man would come downstairs every morning carrying his coffee big smile on his face go out back to have a smoke but every morning he'd come by the desk slam his hand on the desk and go good morning champ you know um, he's a great guy anyways he went in for uh, just random surgery and he caught um, C. diff and died. <coughs> His wife still lived at the building at the time. Anyways, one day I'm sitting there and uh, we had already done the renovation in the lobby so he wasn't there. He had never been in the newer lobby like where it was redone and stuff. I'm sitting at the desk. I'm almost asleep to be honest with you because it was a long night and I smelt coffee and cigarettes and then I heard champ whispered and then I heard the back door open and it was him. And I'm like, good morning, Barry. You know, like, it was just like, oh, good morning, Barry. Like, uh, it didn't phase me for some reason. But I've had many experiences at the condo. Like, my friend Joelle and I were talking in the one area where there's couches and stuff. We were nowhere near any buttons or anything. And you know the distinct sound that the wheelchair button makes, the big metal ones? We heard that, and then the door opened. And she's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, it's probably a spirit. And she's like, I'm out of here. She got up and went to her unit. But, yeah, I've had many experiences at work you know so so and i think we've talked about this that ontario sits on on um mostly native land yes and so at my work I'd a be huge at, part of ontario yeah, sits on we have we have not you know i've worked night shift and i uh was in the bathroom and cleaning and uh we do have quite a bit that's there we have one woman that passed there that she's still there and she causes a lot of a lot of problems. Um, the other day, actually, I was sitting at work, and I was sitting at the the counter just doing log notes. And we have like a steel, like we have fire doors, the steel doors, and has a window in it. And I saw I was walking around from the living room into the kitchen to sit down and do the logs, and I just the corner of my eye I saw a face, but it was kind of like they had to like stand up on their toes to like look in because the window is about face height for non short people. And so, like, literally, and I was like, what's going on? And so I opened the door, and there's, a, when you go through the door, there's stairs to go up, and there's a gate. And the gate was latched. And as I'm going through the door and looking up the stairs, the gate unlatches and swings open. And I'm like, oh, Patty's here. Um, but on this, the one, that the stuff like that happens regularly at work but i was <laughs> doing night shift the one night and i was cleaning the bathroom and i was standing in between um because you you feel a lot on night shift especially between 12 a.m and 3 a.m and yeah. so this was about 12 30 so i was hour, i was yeah. really careful as to, i don't turn my back to the door um i keep the door open when i'm cleaning the bathrooms because i'll go from like bathroom to bathroom and you know because you don't use the cloth to clean the toilet and then you go clean a sink so that's what I'm doing. And I was staying there in between the toilet and the, the tub with my back to the wall. And I reached down to uh, to fix, like to turn off the water of the tub. And I was shoved oh. so hard that I lost my balance and I caught myself. But like my footing, like I lost my footing and I was like, all right then. And so I went through the whole, you know, I'm here to help. I'm just cleaning up. I'm, you know, I'm looking after everybody. I'm not here to harm anybody. Um, but that, that. Uh, but the, but you shine like a lighthouse. So. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like that particular um, entity, we'll call it. I don't really know what to call it because it's neither male nor female. But there's st- uh, there's a bunch of other stuff at work that like this kind of stuff. And we call that the watcher. And it watches over all of the other spirits in the home. Because um, there's there's been a couple that have lingered after they've passed. Because um, I've, I've had visual experiences, uh, strictly audio, where I was sitting downstairs in the, the basement program. And I was just sitting there, you know, goofing off and not doing my job. And all I heard was we had one client that would always say, they'd walk up to me and be like, what you doing? 
And so I'm sitting there playing on my phone. And all of a sudden I hear in my ear, what you doing? Well, fuck. Now I'm getting up to do my job. <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine, Laura. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up now. <laughs> um, but, and, and we've, there's been a lot. There was the one day my coworker called me downstairs and she's like, um, the kettle keeps turning on. What do you mean? So I was standing in the kitchen with her. She turned the kettle off and we were just, we walked out and we come back in the kitchen and the kettle is on and now the tap is running. And I was like, all right, so maybe somebody wants a tea and a drink of water? There you go. Yeah. Both at the same time? Yeah, apparently. In case the tea's too hot. And the, it, even after, like, the kettle clicked off, and we legit went over and felt the kettle, and the kettle was hot. So we unplugged the kettle, and I go back upstairs, and my coworker messages me from the basement. She's like, dude, the kettle was plugged back in and turned back on. I was like, oh, did did you make a tea? <laughs> I think somebody wants a tea. Um Yeah. You know, I've I've spent a lot of my my life in hospitals, um, nursing homes. Yeah, you have. Um yeah. Between either being a patient or uh being there as like with my parents because they worked in there, so I spent a lot of time in there. Um it's weird. I have never. What does this pill do, Dad? <laughs> I've I've always found <laughs> I've always found them very peaceful. Um, that doesn't mean that that I don't feel things there. That I don't like sense spirits, presence, entities, whatever. But I often get a very a feeling of watchfulness, of peacefulness, of protection in there. I don't. Uh, it's very rare. I get feelings of animosity or harm um most of the time what i feel in in hospitals and nursing homes is um you know a peace or a happiness or especially i find in hospitals like a lot of happy things happen there babies are born people get better um yes people die hemorrhoids are removed yeah but it's it's i i don't i i have run across a number I, of you know yeah, but you know, I have I have seen in many of my stays. I have I have experienced uh, a lot of weird phenomenon. You know, uh, footsteps, lights flicker, like all sorts of weird things. But you just it, it happens. But nothing was ever, uh, nothing really ever seemed dangerous or bad. It it all was like okay, yeah, they're just watching over us. Um, that was how I always felt. So what's that castle in Toronto? Castle Oma? Yeah. Uh, I've been there. And we've oh, been... That's a fun place. We've been, like, right through that thing intricately. Like, there's hidden passages, and we went through a couple of them, right? So we get up to this one part in the attic. I believe it was, like, the third wine cellar or something like that, right? There, there was a lot of them. The oh, the guy was... <laughs> oh, yeah. Full? Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, let me get this out of the way. In the master bedroom, I know you told me this a million times. You would, I, well, I haven't told these people. So, in the master bedroom, you could actually open the bookcase like a door, and that went down two floors to the basement, and that was the master bedroom's wine cellar. Ooh. Totally worth going down two flights of stairs to get wine. Cool. Like for laundry, but I'll do. It for but wine. the only way to get to that room was. <laughs> behind that bookcase and it was hidden on the first first floor or the basement and yeah it was a hidden thing in there it was crazy but anyways when we went up to the attic that's when i definitely felt stuff around the the cold touch uh one person got scratched and you know we're there wasn't a whole lot of room. We're almost walking single file. That's how kind of tight it was up in the attic in some spots, right? And it's breaking down. I hope they fixed up at least some of it. But yeah, there was, there was, they're like, okay, well, if you feel any of this or if you hear any of that or, or if, or if you feel like you got scratched or anything, please let us know. You know, we, we have protocol for this kind of stuff. So like sometimes, if it gets too bad, they'll close off that area entirely and they won't let tours through there. Wow. Yeah, but we it were... probably disrupts, too. Like, it's probably yeah. disruptive yeah. to the, the spirits that, that 
reside and that choose to stay there, it's probably very disruptive to have all of these people wandering through. Yeah. And so... Would you like people wandering through your living room taking a tour while you're trying to watch TV? And shit, (laughs) they found my bedroom stash. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Like... I'm so mad. Yeah. But there was another one, like... That guy told me that nobody would be able to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) I paid extra for that. It's like, yeah, modern technology Mm -hmm. and people liking to knock on things had that one figured. But yeah, so that that was one I had. That was in Toronto. So we got 15 minutes. Anybody else got another one? I, I got lots. Well, yeah. Go for it. Um, Boy. Uh, I had an encounter at this one house in St. Catharines that they had hired me to clear. Um, they had a lot of antique furniture. Wow. And so, pe- I mean, we... I can understand this because I'm very attached to a lot of the things that I have. Um, they're like sentimental value. And so uh, they called me in because they said they had been to the antique shop and they had bought, uh, I guess you would call it a buffet. Or um, credenza? Yeah, credenza. Yeah. Um, and a um, quilt rack. Absolutely beautiful pieces. So they had had a lot of um, issues in the basement where they were trying to do renovations Yet again, being just like disruptive Um, and uh, tools would go missing. Um, They would have electrical issues, have the electrical fixed, and then they would start renovating more electrical issues. And um, and so I went down there and I usually have the uh, the homeowners come with me. But at this time, I had to ask them to to leave and to close the door Um. That was a, like other than clearing your house. That was a hard that that basement was hard to clear. They <laughs> they weren't. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them. I don't even know. They were more of like a trickster kind of, almost like a. I don't know. They weren't. They they were small, um, but they they were a nuisance. Um, but I had a really nice experience upstairs, and so they showed me this quilt rack, and this lady appeared. This old woman appeared. And she was standing and they were using it properly. Like they had quilts on it and she was standing there and her hair was like in this weird kind of looked like a poof with a bun on top. And she was wearing like a fifties house dress, I guess you would call it. And she was standing there and she said to me, she's like, isn't this quilt rack beautiful? And I said, it is. And I, I said, is it yours? Yes, it was mine. It was my favorite piece. And I absolutely loved it. And, and I, I really, I really like it. And uh, she said, please don't make me go because I really, really like this is my was my favorite thing. And I said, well, you know, if you're going to stay, then you need to not cause any harm. And she said, well, I haven't been. And I said, OK. And the people had said that they knew there was something in that room where the quilt, quilt rack was and they didn't feel um, upset by it. So they and I had said, like, I come out and I said, there's a woman attached to that. And it was her favorite piece. And she loves that you're using it properly and honoring it the way she did. And so it was agreed that they were fine, that she could stay with her quilt rack. Um, the other, the other piece that was there didn't really have anything. It, it was just like a bit of a negative energy, but that lady was super nice. And she was like, I promise that I'm, you know, just want to be able to visit my favorite piece of furniture. And this was something that, you know, it had been passed down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really nice experience. Well, a lot, uh, apparently a lot of different, physical objects will get a spiritual attachment of some sort yes so i have i have my my grandpa so my nono and nona i have their hutch and i actually live in a house that my was my aunt's and um when i moved in things were kind of all over the place and uh and i eventually got things settled but it wasn't set up the way that hers was set up she also had two hutches and so at night, until until I changed everything to the way she had it, at nighttime I would hear glasses clinking in the hutch. Is it because you didn't wrap them? No, it was because things weren't the way that she had them. Oh. Because I had had one hutch against the wall and then one hutch on this wall. And once I moved the hutch over to the other wall where she had had hers, then everything has been fine. Oh, nice. Except for when my house is messy and then I get the clinking again. I'm like, she, she just didn't. <laughs> listen. Rep- Listen, Sia, I just want to sleep. I don't want to clean. I will clean tomorrow, I swear. 
She's like, you're throwing off the feng shui. R- pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much what it was. Yeah. But it's but there was a lot more activity um, until I put everything the way that she had had her furniture. Um, and it was a joke because she her upstairs we weren't allowed in, and that's where I live. And uh, she had plastic on her furniture, and so I always joke, I'll hear oh, the nice. clinking, and I'm like, I'm not putting plastic on my furniture, just so you're <laughs> aware. It's, it's like, no, I li- live here. <laughs> this is lived in. We are not sitting on plastic. Yeah, I might want to have a nap here later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So Nancy said that our house was one of the hard ones to clear. It's because my step-grandfather, who was an evil person, um, decided that he wasn't finished with me. And I'm not going to go into too many details, but Nancy's known my f- my mom and dad for a very long time. And me as well. We and won't say how long because we won't implicate how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we kind of grew up together. Um yeah. Um. Anyway, so, but there was, like, she knew my grandma, my mom's mom, but she didn't know anything about my dad's family. She didn't know what they looked like or nothing. And this just, this it is. Pre- predominantly your mom's side that I, because your grandma, yeah, your, yeah, your, your grandma danced. My grandmother danced. Yeah. yeah. So, and not, not in a weird way. We, so just before you. We weren't, we, there, there was no family. Maybe the family. other grandmother might have, but not this one. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's your side of the family. So anyway, so she didn't know anything about it, and I never told her anything, because why would I? You know, it's a family issue. She comes in, and she cleanses the house, and then she sits down, and she describes the person in my house to me, and I start freaking out, and I'm genuinely frightened at this point and visibly upset. She described my step-grandfather perfectly right down to the alcoholic type nose you know with the extra pores and the large bulbous nose and the greasiness and his stature like his short but like what he was built like and he was not nice no he was not nice he was not a nice man one of the hardest yours was the hard he was really really attached so oh do i go into it so my grandfather, um, you don't have to go into have, it. Okay, well, so let's just say but the the thing is with evil, like when you we we're all a little bit you know evil and good. It's it's a balance. It's a balance. Um, very balance. But the negative negativity breeds negativity, yeah. and that's why a lot negativity is a lot harder to 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 clear. I mean, you yeah. don't. Some people don't want anything, um, but I mean, when I clear, it's if you're here to do harm, you must leave. Yes. Anyway, so he had done some things in the past to people that I care about that he should never have done to. And at one point in my youth, he tried to do something to me and I didn't let him. I walked away. I don't know. I don't think I really had a clear understanding what was going to happen. But instinct and my gut, I've always listened to my gut. So I walked away. And so when she said that he had unfinished business with me, that hit like a brick. And I knew nothing. And Nancy knew knew nothing nothing. of this. And now she knows exactly what she was dealing with. Um, That and his laugh was so like, I I felt that like that, that was that. Now, if you tell me what he smelt like, if he smelt him, then I, yeah. I don't tend to have smell. Like I do. I have like I'll be sitting there and then I'll I'll smell like my grandmother's perfume that powdery old lady yeah. smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, he smelled like body odor. Yeah. He never wore deodorant. Okay. Yeah, it was disgusting. I, I don't tend to have smell experiences. Yeah, I do have audio and visual. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but anyways, so he was extremely difficult to get out of out of the house, and the only room in the house that he didn't have access to was our daughter's, because my other grandfather, who was a really good man was in there watching over her and protecting her. Um, um, so we went down to the basement and she's like, go get the salt. And I had to salt the four corners of my basement. I ended up just throwing salt everywhere. <laughs> I've never actually had to do that in any place. Just here. Just here. And then you ran him out the back door. I did. She's like, get the doors, get the doors. Yeah. Cause he, if he, if we weren't going to continue the momentum that we were at, yeah, it was gonna I was gonna have to start again. Yeah. So we got him out and no no word of a lie, he he hasn't been back here, but allegedly we suspect he went 
to somebody else that he had done wrong with. And I felt horrible, but I think he's gone from there now. So, but yeah, that was definitely eye opening for me. And because I mean, I just had the, this feeling that there was something bad in this house and I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was that. And it was like, okay. Oh, I told Nancy about it and she came to the rescue because she's awesome and <laughs> we've had no problems. Bingo, so bingo. I highly recommend Nancy as Nancy services if you have a negative entity or a negative energy in your home to come cleanse it. But, you know, until you experience it, because I know like you told me all about like what Nancy did for you and, and I fully believed. But when I had issues and Nancy came in to help help with mine and she described uh, the people who were protecting me and she had absolutely no knowledge about well, she never whatsoever. met you at all she never then. even met me yeah and she was able to describe my aunts and my grandmother to a t to the point that even when she said them you were like we were both you and i looked at each other and we went oh my god that's yeah. um yeah yeah because like i'd had an issue with with what we thought was a friendly ghost who protected me turned bad mm-hmm. um yeah that was a very difficult night but, or day um, that we did that but like that was amazing. Like, like it's it's to anybody who doubts this, no bloody way. Because it was you were able like like you knew the stuff about Sarah's grandpa, um, not before, not and not before. You yeah. knew just from 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 your being here, and you were able to you knew my my aunts and my grandmother like like it was, and you didn't even know me from a hole in the wall. So yeah, so that's one of the things. Like that's how I know Nancy's legit. It's not just because she's my friend. But because there's things that you didn't know about me that yeah. you found well, out. I sat down with you to do the reading. And yeah. I said to you, somebody got in my car and they it's something about purple. Purple. Something. Pur- somebody in purple. Purple flowers. And it wasn't it wasn't anybody that I, like, it wasn't your grandma that I knew. No. It was my grandma you didn't know. Yeah. Because she loved purple violets. Yes. That's, yeah. yes. And I, I'm trying to explain to you in my head what I'm seeing. And you're like, oh, oh, no, that's, that's this. And I was like. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I even showed you a picture of her because you said she was presenting herself as a younger version yeah, of herself. Yeah, so normally when I see, or no, so what I've been told is that um, when people pass, uh, normally they will go back to the like, happiest time of their life. Usually that's in between 20 and 40. Mm-hmm. So they will, they usually present between 20 and 40. And like I saw my grandmother, I've never seen my grandmother um, as I did when she was alive. I saw her as she was in the in her twenties. Mm-hmm. I see her like in dreams and stuff. Like I see my grandma Joyce, my mom's mom, in both ways. Like I've seen her in her youth, and then I've seen her as I knew her. And a lot of the times when I see her in their house on Mar Ave in Grinsby, I, she'd be ironing because she had certain days that she ironed on, and and she'd be talking, but I can't hear her. And it would frustrate me, and I'd wake up in tears, like why can't I hear? Her? And I just chopped it up that I forgot what she sounded like, and that could be. That could be it. Like, I just forgot what it her sound of her voice is. could be a memory of uh, that you're... Trying to get sub- back. Because, I yeah. mean, I used to go all all the time. I used to go over to their house all the time, just show up randomly. It might be vacuuming day, or it might be laundry day, or it might be ironing your your sheets day, or whatever. Because she ironed everything. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in the day, that's what oh, they yeah. did. Like, Grandpa's underwear was ironed. Yep. Like, I'm surprised there wasn't starch in his drawers. You know? But, yeah. It was just... But she would not... She would be talking yeah. away, but nothing... No, nothing. I couldn't hear. So my mom did all of this when I was younger. And I can remember probably teen years was when she started sharing with me what she was doing. And I remember we were having, we kept hearing, we'd be sitting in the kitchen and we were here click clicking from the living room. And I mean, old TVs, you had to have that, you, you know, yeah. the cables and you would turn them and they would click and then they would stop. And so we were like, what's the clicking? What's the clicking? And she had been doing a reading that day. And so we were behind the TV and the the cable had been taken off. And we're like, well, that's the clicking. So I put the cable back on and we put salt in the corners and then we left it. And she went to vacuum it up the next day. And behind the TV where the clicking was, the salt had burned a hole in the carpet. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. Yes. Because that's the thing, when you do readings and people come, and that's why I like going to people's houses to do readings and not necessarily come, have them come to my place, because then I got to clean my house. Because Not just the mess, but then you've got to But I, I got to clear it, yeah. Yes. And and um, I think I freaked my neighbors out a little bit, because every time I go to Sage, 
they're like, I'll get I'll get a text message and they're like, are you staging? Open the windows. And it's like, okay, I can only have one window open to do this properly. Close the vents. So when I clear my house, I have to close all the vents and I open the one window and I try to do it when nobody is home in the basement, which is hard because he works from home. So I can't cleanse often because sage is a very particular smell. And then after yeah. after I, I cleanse, I'll put like my shell on my stove and let it just burn out until it's done. Um, but yeah, that was freaky with the, the salt. We've actually done that at work when um, I was outside on break and I was looked, I was working with a friend of mine and we looked inside and we both saw this black ball. And it was like a, a black cloud and it was moving up the stairs. And we were like, all right salt it is and so because a lot of people it freaks a lot of people out and we had salted the doorway and so the staff the next why in god's name is there salt at the door and what what did you guys get up to on night shift and we're like hey we're just just don't ask questions you don't want answers to yeah there's a reason we're the night staff yes yeah yeah Uh uh-huh um well that's an hour so uh we're there what did you think I have lots more. Oh, I know. But we can make lots more. That's the best okay, part. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you for being with us for our All October Halloween. I believe our next one is the Live Yesterday Party. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you guys then. And uh, if you enjoyed this, maybe tell a friend and check out the uh, Facebook fan page, uh, the Mystery Mats Fan Club, I believe it's called. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Take her easy.